G'day friends, welcome back. Well, while the first week of the finals for the AFL men's was on, round two for the AFLW took place. And today I will be going through the clashes between Essendon and St Kilda and the Bulldogs and the Hawks. Pretty, um, I always get so burpy as soon as I come on and start recording. Um, pretty interesting round of footy. Um, we're starting to see a lot more scoring across the competition. Two teams scoring 99 points over the weekend. Now, often these heavy scores are, you know, part of pretty heavy victories, but I think it's a good sign for the AFLW overall. But yes, as I said, going to look at Essendon and St Kilda first, and then the Bulldogs and the Hawks, which was an excellent clash. They were both actually pretty good games, so let's get into it. First up, Essendon versus St Kilda. Essendon getting the job done at Windy Hill. First uh, senior AFL game at Windy Hill in like 100 years or something. So that was very exciting uh, for Essendon getting the job done there by two goals. Um, it's disappointing that St Kilda lost this one. It seems like some of the more recent expansion sides have gone past the Saints, which is a bit of a worry. Um, but Essendon were very good. But it, it, it was good to see improvement from St Kilda on the previous week's efforts. I thought our ball movement was a little bit better. I thought we were a little bit better at the contest. Um, we, we still need much better entries. Like, we're getting, you know, we're either too shallow, you know, where we're finding ourselves way too far to have a, you know, legitimate shot on goal, or we're just kicking to packs, or we're not kicking effectively to targets. Um I think I think even with the addition of Wardlow, our forward line is lacking a little bit, probably for height. A um, little bit more height down there would help. I would think you know at some point McKinnon will be available to come back, and I think you know we you maybe keep Nolda in the side and play her as another forward. I don't know, but we need a little bit more height down there. Just not quite getting it done with what we have. Although I thought Wardlaw was a lot better. But I want to talk about Jamie Lambert because she's come across from Collingwood along with Kiyochi. And Lambert, I thought, was pretty good last week. Not amazing, but pretty good. Um, but this week, my God. Th this is... She's probably the best midfielder that the St Kilda women's side has ever had. Tilly spent most of her time at St Kilda across half back, and then I think just one season in the midfield, so I wouldn't really count Tilly Lucas-Rod in that, um, but, oh, yeah, gee whiz, just really impressive, like, from Lambert, just doing everything, putting her head over the ball, getting loads of touches, using it so well, her run and carry's fantastic, just a really well-rounded 
midfielder, um, which St Kilda have been sort of, you know, crying out for. So thought her performance was really impressive. Vesely, I've got to talk about for the second week in a row, just has turned herself into an inside bull. Just, I, I, you don't see many other players in this competition who put their head over the ball like Vesely does. She just sees it and dives on it, chases after it. Like, and sometimes she doesn't end up with it, but she is always, every single time, the first St. Kilda player in there. She's the one at the bottom of the pack. She's the one who's, you know, sometimes getting free kicks just for being first to the ball. So, yeah, I think she's doing an unbelievable job and playing a really important role, I feel. So I've been really happy with how she's going. Um, Last week, after Wardlaw sort of really struggled to get into the game because of our lack of inside 50s, I said, you know, if you want her involved in the game, throw her in the ruck. And that's exactly what Dale did. You're welcome, Dale, <laughs> for my suggestion. You're clearly listening to the pod. Um, and gee whiz, I th- and, and, you know, to be fair, Wardlaw had a lot more impact forward of the ball this week because we had a lot more entries. But I felt she did her best work when she was in the ruck. My goodness me, what a competitive beast just chasing after it. Like if we had another one of her in the forward line, I'd be playing her in the ruck. I thought she was awesome. Um, just has the size to compete with the with the bigger rucks of the competition. It's a shame that she's such a gun forward <laughs> because, yeah, she was, she was excellent when she went in there. And I hope that continues. It, we might not need it to continue once McKinnon comes back. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, while... While Nolder's in there, you know, like I said last week, she's doing her best and she's actually not doing a terrible job, but she's just getting pushed around a little bit by the bigger rucks and, you know, her follow-up work needs needs a bit of work. So, yeah, I thought when Wardlaw went in there, we looked a lot more competitive. But, yeah, good to see an improvement on last week. You know, last week we didn't have a score to half time. Um, so, yeah, much better in this game, that's for sure. Um, I was really impressed with Essendon and how they moved the ball and how they changed angles. Um, it's pretty clear now in the AFLW that you can't play slow. You can't. I don't care how good you are, how good your kicking is, how, you know, whatever. you got to move the ball fast and you got to be unpredictable. And I thought Essendon did that really, really well. Um, and it pays to have players who can take a mark inside 50, contested mark especially. But to have a good forward setup who can lead in different directions, take a mark on the chest, um, it's incredibly helpful. And, you know, they got a number of players that's who can do that, but Bonnie Toogood especially stood out for me in this game. She took a few marks. I think she only ended up with the one goal, or maybe no goals. I can't remember. But she, she looked the most dangerous for Essendon inside 50 and it's coincidence that I'm going to talk about the Bulldogs after this but I feel like um, Bonnie Toogood is a pretty underrated player and a a player that the Bulldogs I thought on the weekend and a lot of other clubs would love to have because she isn't like a tall tall forward she's like a sort of she's tallish she's tall and average but she's she plays more like a utility like a medium tall like she can take a big mark but she's also incredibly quick and agile so 
a player that a lot of clubs would love to have just to, you know, to be really dynamic in the forward line. I thought she was quite good. And as always, Press Parkers is just ridiculous. Her and her sister are really good, but um, Maddie's a gun. She's a gun. Just talk about putting your head over the ball, getting to it first. Um, she's fantastic with ball in hand. Talk about midfielders you'd want to have. Um, she is one, and I thought she was really impressive in this game. Um, St Kilda got Port Adelaide at Moorabbin this weekend coming. It's our first game at Moorabbin for the year. So hopefully, you know, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide have been struggling as well. So hopefully we can get the victory at home. I'm very, very confident. Alrighty, on to the Bulldogs and the Hawks. This was a good game. It was interesting as well. A few lead changes um, over in Ballarat. I was talking before about you got to move the ball quickly. And this is where, you know, the successful teams in AFLW are going to be going with this. And the, the difference between like the okay teams and the very good teams will be, you know, most teams will be adopting a faster game plan, game style, but the ones who can execute it with the most precision will be the ones who are the best teams. Most teams will be playing fast, but then the next step is being able to play fast with a lot of precision, hitting targets, hitting targets with longer kicks, fast, you know, faster handball receives, that sort of thing. But this game was a really good, you know, case study in what does and doesn't work because the run and gun works. Hawthorne were going with the handball receives, running with it. You know, moving it quickly, handball receive, kick, mark, handball receive, just keeping the ball in motion at all times. And it troubled the dogs who, for the most of the time, were trying to do the opposite. They were trying to kick and mark and move the ball pretty, you know, systematically. And the Hawks were able to pick it off. And at times, the dogs were able to pick off the Hawks' ball movement as well. Um, but Hawthorne got the win. So you've got to say that the run and gun is the way to go about it. Um, when I was thinking about, so I, I, I watched the St. Kilda game and I'd, I'd gone, gee, Bonnie, Bonnie Toogood's an excellent player. And I was watching the Dogs and at times they were in control of this game and at times they weren't. I was like, gee whiz, they could really use Bonnie Toogood back at the club. But then I was looking at their forward line. I was like, gee whiz, they're probably, no, nah, they're probably plenty set with, you know, anyone who's above like a medium-sized defender because their tall stocks are far more... Um, advanced and capable than I realized. Like I knew they had Moody and I knew they had Newton, but they've also got McFarlane in there. Um, obviously Alice Edmonds in the ruck. So the, the dogs have got an incredibly well set up tall division, like, you know, almost as good as North Melbourne's. I didn't realize this. Um, so this, you know, does make them extremely dangerous as well. Talking about being able to take marks, inside 50 I'm not saying all these girls were taking heaps of marks but they got goals out of Newton and McFarlane and you know when two out of your three tours are getting goals I think that's pretty good um Gabby Newton was a number one draft pick in 2019 I believe um she's kicked game-winning goals for them in the past if I remember correctly so you know the, the this this is an asset that the Bulldogs have if they want to continue with this sort of kick mark type of play, um, they can go for it. I don't know how successful it'll be, but it's going to definitely help, you know, having such a capable division of tall players because, you know, when Edmonds is off the ground, it seemed like Moody was the one rotating through in the in the ruck position. 
and that and that still left them with McFarlane and Newton up forward. So, you know, perfectly capable forward line, I thought. A highlight for the Bulldogs in this game was the Hartwick goal. My goodness me. I don't I, I assume she's a left footer because if, if she's if she did that and she's a right footer, that's one of the most impressive goals I've seen. Um just running into the pocket, like not towards goal, like just towards the boundary line, snaps on the left, and it just goes straight through. Pretty important um, period in the game. Obviously, they didn't, they didn't end up getting the chocolates, but I still thought it was a really impressive goal at that point. And the celebration was really funny because she went to celebrate with her teammates, and one of the Hawthorne girls was just taking off towards the bench and just ended up between them. Getting she she got sandwiched and she wasn't too happy about it and Hartwig was just like oh okay like <laughs> a bit awkward like grumpy bum like um that was a little bit funny something that concerns me about the dogs now the dogs are one of the OG teams right um they won themselves a premiership so that's a big tick big success there um but since that premiership they they have never been one of the top, top teams. It's remained Adelaide, Brisbane, and Melbourne, basically, for every single other year. And the job, and the, the, the job, the dogs have dropped away in recent seasons. And I wonder if their, their midfield's just running a little bit too thin at the moment. They've obviously got Ellie Blackburn in there, who's their captain and one of the best midfielders in the competition. She's a gun. And then they've, they've got Lamb, who, you know, is a midfielder, but she was spending a lot of time in the forward line in this game, not having heaps of impact. I thought once she did go into the midfield, she had a lot more impact on the game. Um, but outside of that, most of their midfield is quite young, quite young. So, you know, I, I wonder if, because, you know, I was watching how Hawthorne were able to move the ball and there was a couple of times where the Bulldogs were able to stop it and force a turnover, but not a lot. And I feel like, you know, a bit more of an experienced midfield would certainly help with stopping Hawthorne's transition. I don't know. I don't know. Like, as I said, I'm still, I'm just watching one extra game a week. I'm still trying to learn. I don't know why Lamb was playing in the forward line. Like she's one of the Bulldogs gun midfielders. I don't know if she's played in the forward line a lot in the past, um, but I felt as soon as she went into the middle, I feel like it was around, it was in the last quarter, maybe some point in the third quarter. Um, as soon as she went into the middle, she had way more impact than she did when she was in the forward line. So that was interesting for me, and it you know might be something that Nathan Burke plays with in the future. They've also got Barry in the team as well, who it seemed was also playing a forward half role. Um I believe that she's a you know a midfielder by trade as well, so I don't know if she needs to be playing in the middle more as well. She's a she's a more experienced and bigger body as well than some of the other girls they had running through there. So I don't know if Burke's trying to experiment with some of the other girls that he had running through there, um, and just sort of hoping that Blackburn can carry them a little bit. I don't know, um, but it was an interesting observation that I made. And if I come across the dogs again in one of my reviewed games later in the season. That'll be something I'll be watching out for again. Um, the Hawks. The Hawks. So in the off-season, the Hawks were able to collect Bodie and Bates from Brisbane, and they might just change this club. They might just take Hawthorne from 
one of the newest teams to a finals campaign. Maybe not this year, but very, very soon. Because Hawthorne, and under Beck Goddard, who is a gun coach, she's an excellent coach, um, very experienced and just understands football really, really well. Really, really well. And understands the AFLW and the way teams are playing really, really well. Despite her having a very young side in this in this Hawks outfit, just going with that run-and-gun model, she's got these Irish girls up in the forward line who can kick goals and are really talented. She's got, you know, I mean, until the addition of Bates, she had quite a young midfield. Tilly Lucas Rod in there helps out enormously. Um, but God, yeah, the, the inclusions of Bodie and Bates. So Bodie kicked two goals in this game, including the sealer, um, and and was quiet in, in patches. But, you know, when you bob up and kick two goals, playing that type of role, I think you've done your job. And Bates just changes this midfield. Like, they've already got the experienced very capable midfielder in Tilly Lucas Rod in there, who's the skipper. But then you go and add like a league best and fairest winner in Emily Bates, and suddenly their midfield is incredibly capable and dangerous. I was really impressed with what they were able to do and the way they were able to move the ball. I miss Tilly enormously. <laughs> I really wish, I believe they identify as non-binary now. I've got to remind myself of that. There was a really funny gaffe with Ben Dixon on the commentary. He's doing special comments. And Ben Dixon seems like a really good guy, but I think he is absolutely bloody hopeless when he's on TV. He's shocking when he's on. He, does, he, he cameos on all sorts of different shows. I believe he's on Bounce pretty regularly, which sort of suits his personality. But I just don't think he's made for TV. I think he's pretty hopeless. But like I said, seems like a cool guy. There was one moment where he was like talking about some of the game. I think it was right after Tilly had kicked um, the first goal of the game. I think it was the first goal. It was Hawthorne's first goal. And he caught himself saying her or, yeah, I think he was saying her instead of they or their, whatever he meant to say. And he just stumbled over his words for what felt like five minutes. <laughs> it was like, yeah, Lucas Rod uses her there, there, her, there. Back to you. And he didn't finish what he was saying because he got so wound. <laughs> he got so tangled up. I just thought that was really, really funny. All, all a lot of the commentators do a fucking excellent job with the the using the correct pronouns for the correct players. Darcy Vessio came out as non-binary a few seasons ago now, and everyone's been getting their pronouns correct, which is fantastic. And I think as long as everyone is trying, I think that's a big tick. I just found it really, really funny the way that he fell over himself and then just gave up. <laughs> he just totally gave up trying to continue his thought. <laughs> He's like, I'm never going to get this. Just talk about something else. I thought it was really funny. Um, but yeah, I miss having Tilly at the Saints. Oh, I miss having Tilly at the Saints. Um, they've, they've been an excellent captain at the Hawks, and you can feel, like, I think there was footage post-game of Tilly and Beck Goddard. Just, no way knowing what they were saying, but they were just having a little debrief about something, and I don't know, I feel like Goddard would have a really good connection 
with her players and with her skipper, especially. Um, I'd love to have Tilly back at the Saints, the way they play and the way that they can play in different positions on the ground. I said that when Tilly started at St Kilda, they were playing off half back, but not until they went into the midfield did I think they played their best football. So I, I guess I just I wish them all the best of the Hawks. I know that Tilly was one of Cat's favourite players when you know when the when the St Kilda side first came into the competition. Cat was really loving Tilly Lucas Rod. So yeah, we miss having her, miss having her at the Saints. Um, another player for the Hawks who was there last season as well and who's super important for this transition that they want to play off half-back, moving the ball quickly, is Ashmore. Um, she had a fantastic game, and she's you know been a good player for a while. But there was she took this bump in this oh, second quarter, it might have been, as early-ish in the game. Um, just this brutal legal bump that just laid her out. Like, everyone was like, oh, like just... An audible like oh the whole the crowd and the commentary box was like Jesus fucking Christ I don't know who it was that laid her out but just put their shoulder right into Ashmore's shoulder and just flattened her and I was like gee whiz but then she got up and played out the game and was fantastic for them off half back um another player I want to mention so this is another thing I didn't know there are the Wales twins so the two sisters. Um, I actually got to see them both play this weekend because there was one of them plays for Essendon, one, one of them plays for Hawthorne. Um, their, their brother, they talked about it at halftime. Their brother was in some kind of accident when he was overseas on holiday and he's in hospital and he's, you know, not quite well, apparently. So they were talking a little bit about that. But there was a moment in the dying stages of this game when the game was won, but the players on the ground didn't know that it was won, right? So they didn't know how long was left. And Wales laid this rundown tackle that was just fucking great. That's the sort of effort you want to see, especially from a young player, especially from a ruck. So both of the Wales girls are tall and and play ruck. And I forget which one it is that plays for Hawthorne. I've forgotten her first name. I I apologize. But she just chased down a Bulldogs player. Again, I've forgotten who that that was as well. But just that sort of effort at the end of the game when you're as tired as you can be and your, you know, your job in that team is not to be running and applying pressure <laughs> as, as the ruck. Um, I just thought that was really, really impressive and I wanted to mention it. Alrighty, that is it for this one, guys. These, these AFLW ones will be brief because I'm just doing the two teams. As I said, once Ahsoka is done and the AFL men's season is totally over, I might go to three or four, like I might increase it to three or four games a week. I don't know, but I'm really, really enjoying just deep diving into one extra game a week on top of the St. Kilda game each round. I think it's really, really helping my knowledge. Not heaps sometimes, as you can tell when I'm like, oh, this happened. I forget what the player's name was, but (laughs) I'm doing my best and... It is so rewarding watching so much AFLW because you can see the improvement. That is the that's the best thing about watching so much of it is from season to season and from week to week. Sometimes you can see the the improvement. So if you're someone who oh, is not uh, jumping on the AFLW just yet, now is the time. It's just getting better and better 
all the time. Alrighty, thanks heaps for listening, guys. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment, leave a review. Um, I have my review of week one of the men's finals up. Um, it ended up being almost 90 minutes long because of how long I spent talking about Maynard. Um, the result of that hearing has actually just come out an hour or so ago. Um, needless to say that I'm very pleased with the result, but I really think that people are forgetting to think about Angus and just keep Angus in mind because, you know, he, he won't be doing too well and he'll be very scared about what his future looks like and concussion's no joke. So I'm, I'm wrapped that Maynard is going to play, but we just can't be get, forgetting about Angus as well. Um, and as I said on on yesterday's podcast as well, I'll be doing a St Kilda 2023 season review on Thursday. Um, and then obviously Ahsoka tomorrow as well. Episode five is going to be a big one. Alrighty. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, leave a comment, leave a review, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. And I'll catch you next time. Bye.